To Be Honest is brought to you by Game Time, your new go-to app for the best deals and last-minute tickets. Did you know NFL ticket prices tend to drop right before the game starts? Game Time tracks prices in real time from thousands of trusted sellers, then shows you the best last-minute deals with prices up to 60% off. More than 12 million fans have downloaded the Game Time app and discovered the fastest, easiest way to get into the game. You can even check out your seat's view, which is one of my favorite things, so you can see before you get there what it's going to look like while you're in your seat. So head to the App Store or the Play Store now to download the Game Time app and score awesome deals on last-minute tickets. Welcome back to To Be Honest. I'm your host, D'Angelo Williams, and your co-host, Jake Seeley. I'm excited about today. Can't wait to get the day started. What's up, Jake? What you doing? <laughs> I'm ready. I can't believe we're, what, week 11 of football season? I can't believe it. Apparently, you got stuff in store for me today. I mean, we normally talk about what's on the show, but you got all these super secrets you're not even telling me. Yeah, well, I, I, I got a question that I want to ask you. So, so, we always do well you know football player or athlete we talk to like you know from the fan side or not necessarily a fan but people that haven't played the the game at the highest level right uh i'm not trying to make it sound bad at all by no means jake (laughs) uh but i i'm saying like you know from your perspective you kind of speak for the audience if that makes any sense (laughs) and i I don't don't want this to be any different to be clear i don't i don't speak for the fans it's just my opinion it should be what the fans believe Okay, yeah, that's what we're going to say. We, <laughs> we we feel like this should be what the fans should believe. So I kind of wanted to kick off the show with the question that we normally ask at the end, at the beginning. Okay. That's okay with you, Jay. Oh, yeah, hey, okay. okay with that? It's, it's to be honest with D'Angelo Williams and then as like the like little parentheses at the bottom somewhere, like and Jake Seeley. So this is your call. This is your show. <laughs> okay, sweet. Uh, thank you. So my question to you is, and I'm going to give you time to think about it, take all the time that you need. Okay. When an athlete gets in trouble, what is your first thoughts? Like, I mean, do you just click on the headline? Do you like dive into the story? Like whether it's DUI, whether it's marijuana, whether it's some like more serious, like when a player gets in trouble, what are your first thoughts before you even read it, dive into it? Like, what are you thinking as a non-athlete? So can I ask you a question before I answer your question? <laughs> no, because it's sure. Go ahead. It really because de- this is going to depend. Is it somebody who has a history, or is it somebody? This is the first thing you've ever heard. Um, well, see, well, because so, so here's the situation. So I'll just I'll just answer it for you because here's here's how it goes. If it's the first time any, every if first time anything's ever been reported, anytime like if we just heard something tomorrow about uh, Julian Edelman, well, like I would click on it. And read it just like the PEDs news that we saw last year. And I would say, all right, what's the deal here? What's going on? I want to know. I'm not making any judgment. I'm not jumping to any conclusions. I'm not saying, oh, well, here we go. I'm not doing anything like that. And it's the same thing. You know, whoever it might be is out there. But if it's somebody who has a history, I as a fan, and I know I can tell you this is as a fan's perspective, there are many people who do the same thing. It would be a here we go again. So I'll give you a perfect example is for anybody out there, have you ever seen Liar Liar, the movie with Jim Carrey? I have not. You've never seen oh, Liar actually, Liar? Yes, I have. The one where he has to tell the truth yes. when he promises his yes. daughter. 
yeah, so, yeah, I've seen it. So there's the one part where he like loses his stuff and he answers the phone for the guy that keeps trying to get help from him, and he just yells, "Stop breaking the law, asshole!" and hangs up on him. So yes. Josh Gordon, his last time that he got in trouble, I tweeted out that gif as a joke, tongue in cheek, but with Josh Gordon, it was kind of like, "Look, dude, you keep messing up, you keep messing up, you keep messing up, just." Stop messing up. Just get your stuff together. I and as a side, you and I have talked about this before. Like I root for Josh Gordon, the person. I root for Josh Gordon to succeed. I I want all athletes to succeed. I want everybody in life to succeed. And I think people can change. I've made mistakes. I know you made. Everybody's made mistakes. Just whatever it might be. We're not all perfect. But at the same time, when you see somebody in that type of situation, and it happens, and it happens, and it happens. In that case, my first instinct is to just roll my eyes and laugh a little bit. But it's the first time, like, so the very first time Josh Gordon ever got popped years and years and years ago, I was like, oh, what what happened? Let me read. Let me find out what's the deal. So before I read now on Josh Gordon, my initial reaction is going to be like, oh, here we go again. Okay. So if you don't have a history. If you don't have a history, then I'm just going to try to find out my information. Now, I don't know that. I, I This is one. I don't know that I'm speaking for the fans on that one. Okay, so so from an athlete's perspective, there's a it's a no win win for us, period, because you have fans that feel like because we make all this money that we're immune to the normal everyday problems that them themselves have. They hold athletes to a higher standard than they hold themselves. So you can have like it could be a guy that has two or three DUIs and the first time a football player gets a DUI, what the hell's wrong with him? I can't believe this. He has all that money. He's just going to piss it away. Like, I, I just don't understand how you can like your moral compass are athletes when they're hit with the same exact thing. It's a no win win situation for us. Uh, I was literally just talking to my wife about this very thing. And you know what she told me? She said, This is what she said, how she answered this question. And she said that I can quote her. She said, people will believe or disbelieve a person's story based on who they cheer for. Yeah, I could see that. I could definitely see that. Yeah, I I just, I I mean, I was like, what do you go ahead? Yeah, I'll, I'll use this because it it it's bad, but it's not as bad. So when Adrian Peterson and him spanking his child right? yeah when when that came up i i was like damn my parents did worse <laughs> like my wife was like my parents did worse but he was like he got publicly ridiculed like to almost where well, he almost lost his job and i'm thinking to myself like yo what he did wasn't as bad as my like should i be taking my parents to court no is and that's one of those things where i i completely get where you're coming from is We've learned and, you know, society has progressed where, you know, that's an issue for anybody who does it. But to your point, I understand if you've been brought up that way, Adrian Peterson is no, you know, different than Joe Blow off the street that's been brought up that way. But I understand you're held into a higher standard and it's, and I don't know if it's necessarily fair, but I'll, I'll give you a fan's perspective just from what I see in comments and on Twitter and every time something to your point is... You you mentioned the all oh, these going to piss away all this money. I think you have the fans sitting at home saying, 
you know, you brought this up before. I'm not, and again, I'm not putting words in your mouth. I'm, I'm tying in a parallel here. You know, on a previous show, you mentioned the fact that like, you know, you guys are the 0.1%. Like to, you can't, right. we can't understand your position because we're never going to be in it. And 0.1% of the world is ever going to be in it. They don't know what it's like to play football at your level. They don't know what it's like to play basketball at that level of LeBron James or even, you know, starters in the NBA or baseball. We don't know. We don't understand. But the fans will sit at home and say, you know what, because you are the 0.1%, because you are in a place that people would kill to be in, and you have been fortunate enough to be in that situation, you should be held to a higher standard because you should understand the position you're in and not piss it away. And that's where you get that angle from. Yeah, that's that's a tough one because I I've um, I put together like some some analogies uh or some some points to you know just kind of like feel you out a little bit, Jake. So you have a guy coming over to your house to do some work, right? Mm-hmm. He gets there, he quotes you that the quote is X amount of dollars. When he get there, he does the work, and when he finishes, that work just doubled or tripled for no apparent reason, and he's screaming and yelling and won't leave your house until he gets paid. How do you handle that situation if you're a non athlete? <laughs> I call the police. <laughs> Right. How do you handle that situation if you're an athlete? Same. I call the police. Right. Which one do you think is going to make the news and how it's obviously they go interview the guy. So once the cops get there, this is how the process works for athletes. And I really want to make sure that I let the fans know that this is how the process works. Anytime we call the cops, we also in turn supposed to call our coaches or somebody associated with the organization that we play for so they can all be on the same page, right? Okay. So I'm going to tell my side of the story. He's going to tell his side of the story. Who do you think the fans side with? Mm, couldn't tell you. And, and I'm, I'm only saying this because what he or she said in my house at the time, it's going to be my word against theirs. They never raised their voice at me. They never did any of this. They're a company man. They this, 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 and this. And so now I'm painted out to be this beast in this beautiful Beauty and the Beast story uh, when it first came on. And you're just like, wait, what? Like, that's not how it happened. So it's my word against his. And obviously, because I'm the athlete, I'm the gladiator. Uh, maybe I've had some on the field issues and I've blown up before. Like, oh, I can see that. So because they feel like they can see me doing that, then it, it has to be some truth to it. Do you look at the headlines and be like, oh, another football player in trouble, man. They need to stop that. Or do you dive deeper and say, hey, you know, I, let me see what's going on. Unless so, again, unless there's a history, I dig deeper. I can tell you that's probably not the common thing to do. But again, I understand right. It's all about perception, you know. You're in the public eye. It's the same as celebrities and Hollywood and everything like that. Is you know, once you're into the limelight, once you're that point one percent, once you have that many people who know who you are, just random people who know who you are because you are essentially famous. It, 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 it comes with the territory. You're whether or not it's fair. Yes, that's people are going. The fans, the public, are going to hold you to a higher standard than they probably even hold themselves, D'Angelo. That's what I'm saying. I, I So my question is, Jake, when I first started this is why? Why? Why do they hold us to a higher standard than they hold themselves? 
because they already see you as a higher standard. I would. This is my now. This is my assumption because again, this isn't the bucket that I'm in. Uh, I always try to find it. You know me. Uh, I come from I'm a Christian background. Like I try to do my best. I'm not the best. That's why you don't look to people to be the example. But this is why because right. people are looking for something better and not to get all like religious and that. But you know, people want something to strive to be look to be there's a reason why people say don't meet your heroes because heroes aren't perfect heroes have flaws just like every human on the face of the earth has flaws there's not one single perfect person out there there was he's not around anymore and and, you know so that's what it comes down to is the fact is people are looking for I, I, i you could pretty much call it false idols they're looking for somebody to strive to be and when that person lets them down now all the blame is on you. Where their their faith, quote unquote, should have never been in you. And I'm saying you as in every athlete, every celebrity, every famous person on earth. That's not where you're you're you 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 should strive to be. And that's why they come after you is because essentially you let them down as a person. Uh okay, I can see that. That that makes a lot of sense because I've I've always tried to figure it out because. In the culture being on this side, it always seems like a player is guilty until proven innocent. Yes. And then he still might be a little guilty. We just don't know how much. There's a lot of football players out there or athletes just in general always wanted to know because whenever we see one of our own in the newspaper, we get on our phones, we text, we call because, I mean, this is one big web, man, and you're all brothers. So you get the story firsthand like, okay, what happened? And you can only go by what he or she tells you. Right. Like you, because nobody was there and it's just their words against theirs. And, and obviously, you know, you got a whole world watching and that's why I honestly feel like, and, and I've said this since day one, if you ever notice when athletes get in trouble or when athletes bump into some or celebrities, period, when they're out in public, Nobody's willing to help them because everybody want to not we want to disassociate themselves with it. And like, hey, you figure it out because you're the story, not me. So if I separate myself from this incident, then I'm just merely a, a bystander or somebody that's recording. And maybe can, I can sell my video or my video will <laughs> be hot and study somebody just stepping in like a normal person would. And helping us. I got to tell you, I'm glad you said video because as I'm thinking about this is like get close this whole storyline out here is if I was in your position, I'd probably have a body cam on me 24 <laughs> seven just because be, I mean, I want evidence of everything that happens in my life. That's what's the, and, and it's it's that's that's the, the time we live in. And, and I don't think it's just the time we live in. I think it's just we've always lived in it. It's just more publicized now because at some point in time, and, and and I've always said this, I was like, I'd never run for president because the stuff people can dig up on me in my past will be awful. Yeah, and it wasn't past. awful when I did it. It was just as awful because of how they would spin it. Oh yeah. That's see, that takes a special person. That's why I don't, I don't, the one area, you know, everybody envies you guys because of your opportunity, but the one area I don't think anybody could or should ever envy you is what you have to go through in, in personal life. Like, you can't really have much of a personal life. I mean, you guys, you and I talked off the air before. I actually, Eric Young, the wrestler, I people yes. found out where he lived 
And so, you know, this is, I can't imagine being in your shoes. He told me this, and I'm sure you say the same thing, D'Angelo. He said he could wake up in the morning. He's got about the same amount of followers as you do. He could wake up in the morning and say, it's a beautiful day. And he was like, first three comments would be like, you're a piece of shit. I hate you. There's a lot of stuff. Like, that's just because that's the world we're in. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's okay when fans speak their mind, but when you speak yours, there's an issue there. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. I, I see about totally one-tenth of what you see, and I can't imagine being in your shoes. Yeah. I, I just wanted to get that out of the way, though, Jake. Uh, I'm sure you got some great stuff for us today. <laughs> oh, no. The second <laughs> topic like is yours, too. Great... You told me you had special things for the second topic as well. I mean, you're in control right now. Oh, do I, Do you want me to kick this off? Yeah, I, I think you wanted to talk like halfway through the season type stuff. Yeah, I did. I did. So, so this is what I want to do, Jake. Uh, since you're going to let me take over the show today. <laughs> I want to do Pop the Bubbly. That's the bubbly. Uh, mid-season awards. Um, I guess we can go with your first. We'll go with the first one. Best team, Jake. Hmm. Who you got? As of today, I'm still taking the Patriots. Uh, I can't t- You know I have the Patriots and Saints in the Super Bowl. That's still never going to change. I can't take the Saints. I think we're, we, we will talk about them later in the show. But you're going to tell me yes. the Patriots, they have answers at nearly every position, and it really comes down to this, D'Angelo. If you told me which one-loss team, which undefeated team, which two-loss team, even if they had two losses, I'm going to take as of today with as many options as they have at most every position, and it comes down to Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, two of the greatest of all times, I'm still going to take that team until somebody knocks them off. I'm going best team, the 49ers. You see what that defense is doing over there. I don't think Tom Brady has enough to get past that defense. Garoppolo, he fell big time. He looked flustered, and he was just throwing the ball. He was just getting rid of it. I mean, Clowney was chasing him all night, but that defense, yeah, exactly. I tweeted it out yesterday, defense wins championships. And what about the Patriots' defense? Did you see what Lamar did to them? Yeah, Look, there's and- <laughs> no way that the Baltimore Ravens come into San Francisco and do that to that defense that San Francisco has. There's uh, no way. I don't know. We're going to talk about Lamar here in a few minutes, I think. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> Defensive player of the year. Defense. So this is – I'm going to go back to what I told you my pick was at the beginning of the season, but I think there's somebody that's neck and neck with him. You know my pick before the season was Miles Garrett. I'm not changing Miles yes. Garrett. But I yes. think Stephen Gilmore deserves to be right there with him at this point because you know this. You've played the game. To be an elite corner, you even joked about it. To be an elite corner, it might be one of the better jobs in the NFL because you just have to be good for like one year. You get a huge contract, and those guys fall off faster than running backs do. Everybody always talks about you, D'Angelo. They're like, running backs, oh, you, you get to age 30, you're not good anymore. They're, they have a three-year window. Corners might have a smaller window, and to play as well as he's played for the guys that he's faced so far, he's the only one, in my opinion, that's putting the pressure on Garrett right now. Oh, no. Neither one of those. I'm going in Pittsburgh, number 39, Mitzkiff. Five picks without him, without him, the Steelers are not five and four. I don't Seven disagree games, with you because five. Fitzpatrick was, I, I I think, did we talk about on the show? I, I do 7,000 podcasts, D'Angelo. So if I didn't say it on the show, if I meant to, <laughs> I don't remember. But I, I'm with you in the fact that I don't think they're that good. I wouldn't put him over Garrett at this point, but I see your point. Oh, 100%, be- no, no, no. bro. I see your His point stats because right now they are better than Stefan Gilmore's stats. But you said Steph is up there. No, no, no. He has more interceptions. There's a difference between that. Come on, you know that. He has he has five picks. He has two fumble returns for touchdowns. It's not always about the turnovers. He has four forced fumbles. 
It's not always about the turnovers. This is in seven games with the Steelers. Hey, hey, look, I got you. Stephon Gilmore's not even letting things come his way, though. <laughs> okay. Offensive player of the year. <laughs> Offensive player of the year? Uh, you know, yes. it, come on, you know what my answer is. You want to guess? You know, you no, I, I how many times have That's I brought him up? Lamar Jackson. It's Lamar Jackson. It's always Lamar Jackson. He is by far. You just mentioned it. He beat the freaking Panther or the, pa- the Patriots, who nobody can do. Yeah, they, Russell Wilson. He beat the Forty ers No one can do. Like uh, you didn't see that game last night. I did. Yeah, Russell Wilson's in yes. a different. Hey, Russell Wilson's in a different conversation. I'm I'm finna draw a comparison, and a lot of people are gonna get pissed off about it, but I don't care because this is our show. <laughs> I'm gonna compare Russell Wilson to Cam Newton from this standpoint. Russell Wilson evolved to a passing quarterback that can stay in the pocket, but Cam Newton was never asked to evolve into the quarterback that Russell Wilson is right now. I think a lot of teams have forgot that Russell Wilson still has the wheels and can still burn you with those, evident by that 21-yard run to set him up for the game-winning field goal. He's evolved. He's doing so much. Without Russell Wilson and that offense, they're not going anywhere but home. Russell Wilson is playing lights out. He's playing He's playing better than Tom Brady. He's playing better than Lamar Jackson. He's playing better than any quarterback, Drew Brees. Any quarterback that you put up there and out there right now, Russell Wilson will knock them down, hands down. He is the best in the league right now. Mahomes? Mahomes who? Mahomes who? <laughs> Look, I told you Russell Wilson would be coming up later on, but offensive player of the year, and I think Christian McCaffrey deserves to be in this conversation too. He, I, I'm, I'm going to get to that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Offensive rookie of the year. Oh, this is slam dunk. Slam dunk. It's my boy Josh Jacobs. No question. I'm going DK Metcalf. Ah, you're crazy. What do you mean? I called him D. I called DK Metcalf before the season even started, and you laughed at me. Yeah, and I'll still laugh at you because you're still crazy. DK Metcalf, you're still crazy. What do you mean? He's balling, bro. Balling. Josh Jacobs is balling. Josh Jacobs almost has a thousand yards already for the Oakland Raiders as a rookie running back. Your your position, D'Angelo. I understand that. I'm I'm going with DK Metcalf. That's that's what I like. You know who what the your, difference is? Hold is on. D- you, know, you know what the difference is? Josh Jacobs doesn't need to rely on anybody. DK needs to rely on your boy, Russell Wilson. Right. And Russell Wilson is playing out of this world. Right. You put DK, you put DK Metcalf on the Raiders and we're not talking about him. But we're, we're talking about him now because he's with Seattle. Exactly. If you, you put that's Josh my Jacobs argument. on, you put, him, you put him with the Rams, he's not he's not being talked about. Josh because Jacobs? you know why? They have another beast over there that's no. running the ball. That he they, wouldn't even get on the field. No, they wouldn't be talking about him because as soon as Ty Gurley got hurt and missed the game, he would have never got his job back. <laughs> oh, I, you were really high on this kid. I like it, though. I like I love it. Rookie Jacobs. player of the year defense. Oh, it should, you should go first because I'm going to just agree with you. Uh, this one, I don't even think there's a person for second. This guy should get first and second place. It's Bosa. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, uh... I think this might be a landslide when they vote at the end of the year. This is going to be every first place vote. That's that's exactly who I was going with. Yeah. Um, who is your most underachieving team this year? Underachieving? Oh, this one's easy too. This is super easy. This is your boys, the most entertaining team to watch that's not entertaining anymore. It's the Cleveland Browns. This team was supposed to have Super Bowl aspirations, D'Angelo. They never had Super Bowl aspirations. 
By the way, they just knocked off the Buffalo Bills. No big deal. Yeah, exactly. No big deal. <laughs> it's the Buffalo Bills. I, I'm I'm gonna go uh, underachieving team. I I'd have to go with the Cincinnati Bengals. I didn't think that they would be winless going this far deep into the season with the having you know AJ Green coming back. Now you found out that he's not coming back now uh, because the season is just. That <laughs> Did bad. you see that gif they of got, him? Uh, See, so no, have you you've seen the Simpsons before, right? You've seen that one where Grandpa walks into oh, the when restaurant. He, when he go back into the hedge. No, 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 no. The one with Grandpa, where he walks into the oh. restaurant, walks immediately back out, and puts his hat back on. Somebody said that. Yeah. Here's a question for you. Somebody said this jokingly about AJ Green. I laughed. It was funny. They said AJ Green walking into the locker room to an zero and nine team, seeing a rookie quarterback and looking to 2020, and he walks in and walks right back out. <laughs> so that's actually pretty good. So that is. Do you think there's a little good. bit of? I want to ask you that question. Do you think there's a little it, bit it of truth? It should be some truth to that. Hundred percent. There's no way in hell I'm gonna play hurt or banged <laughs> up. And we're 0 and 9 and we have a chance of not going anywhere. What what's the point of me coming back if you already have me on IR? Give the roster pot spot to somebody else and let them get better and let them develop. He's absolutely right in that, in that regard, in terms of walking in and walking right back out. So I totally understand that. This is gonna be a little harder though. Okay. You're underachieving player. Underachieving player? Yeah. A player that you had high hopes for coming into the season, and he just did nothing but let you down. Besides Baker Mayfield? Week in and week out. <laughs> besides huh? Baker. I said besides Baker Mayfield? Uh, look, I'm yeah. going to stick with this team. I'm going to stick with the Cleveland Browns, and I'm going to stick with Odell Beckham. We joked about this on our first show, that I'm a disgruntled Giants fan, and that I'm still rooting for players like Saquon Barkley. I named my pup after Barkley. I still root for the players, but I don't root for the team because I hate Gettleman, partly because he also traded away Odell Beckham. I have a Browns Odell Beckham jersey behind me. I am extremely disappointed because it's what you brought up last week. I be- I actually told my friends about that. I thought it was great insight about Baker Mayfield in practice and getting accustomed to not looking Odell Beckham's way. Get him the damn ball. He is just way too talented to not be force fed, in my opinion, just because he can do so much with one single pick. I I agree. I agree. Shazette, I um. You might not like me for this, but I'm going to go Sam Darnold as my underachieving player. Oh, you got something. Uh, mainly because coming into this season, there was a lot of talk about, you know, why is he even an NFL quarterback? Uh, he can't get it done. Um, he got Le'Veon Bell back there to take. I mean, he's facing eight in the box because everybody's trying to stop Le'Veon. And he still can't advance the ball down the damn field. Like, what else do they need? Like, help me, Jake. What else do they need? Because no, obviously, they, from a player's perspective, they need a I'm different quarterback. But Sam well, Darnold's not I mean, the answer. Obviously, they don't because they still got him in power. Yeah, Sam Darnold's not the answer, just like Jared Goff wasn't the answer. And some quarterbacks just aren't there. Emery Hunt, scout for our site, scouted you. That's how long he's been scouting. He's an amazing former running back. Oh, wow. He, uh, we joke about this all the time because he and I are both huge Lamar Jackson fans. And the biggest pushback, I'm sure you've seen it too, the pu- biggest pushback Lamar Jackson get, oh, this is unsustainable. You can't keep playing like this. We've seen this before. It's not going to happen. And he and I continually joke and say, you know what? Well, at least Sam Darnold's mediocrity and turnover ways are sustainable because he's proving that. So there you go, D'Angelo. <laughs> yes. Yes. Like it, I, I haven't seen bad quarterbacking like that in a long time, brother. Like when I say a long time, I'm meaning – like a starting quarterback. 
Have you ever had a teammate that got that? Power. That got like the yips that just got in their own head? I, you know, I, I don't know. I Because, I mean, you got to see who I had. I had Cam Newton, I had Jake DeLome, and I had Ben Roethlisberger. Well, even in like Those another position. I'm, I'm sure that there's players that do it, uh, that they have a lot of pressure on them to perform and keep the starting spot because the guy behind them may be really good. Uh, but I, I, I don't think I've ever encountered that as a player, mainly because I would always tell myself before the play, and I, I remember like it was yesterday. So we'll be in the huddle, we'll break the huddle, and I'd always say to myself in my mind without you know mouthing it, uh, uh, you make the game, don't let the game make you. And I would say that to remind myself, like, look, you know, we're creatures of habit. We're going to make mistakes. We're not perfect. Let's just not make those mistakes at key or big time moments in the game. Gotcha. So you always want to do that. And obviously, I've had my fair share. I, I tell people all the time, if you can name me a running back that's never been tackled or never fumbled in the game, then I can show you a running back that never touched the field. <laughs> because, certainly- I mean, we we coach against that. We, we, we practice to where we don't fumble. But there's not one running back in their career, and I can even say quarterback at this time. I, I, you, I might even put it at receiver. If you touch the ball and you touch it a lot, then you fumbled at some point, and that's not what you're supposed to do. You're not coached to fumble, but you are coached to make plays. You are coached to 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 protect the ball, and with within doing those two things that you're coached to do, fumbling is gonna happen. No. All right. Yeah, it looks certainly fair. I like your saying. Yeah. You should put that on a poster somewhere yeah. and start selling it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, last one uh, of the awards, your MVP of the season. Ugh. This is what I told you the names that are coming here. So for me, it comes down to three. It comes down to Lamar Jackson, Russell Wilson, and Christian McCaffrey. And all three. You are very disrespectful. You are very If disrespectful. I had, well, I'll see. I'll see who you have to say. If I had to vote yeah. as of today, that's it's just you got to tell me why too i will i will it it just is i I hate this decision but i think my first ballot my first place would go to cmc then wilson then lamar jackson and i can't say that's going to be my vote at the end of the year but i look at it you bring up cam newton i don't think this team is even a winning team without christian mccaffrey have had no cam newton on the field to have kyle allen quarterback for the majority of the season it's not you put a different run. You put it at, you put any running back in the middle level, of the running backs on this team and they're not winning games. It's, it's been Christian McCaffrey and that's tough to, for a running back. You know that to get and the MVP discussion, everybody always wants to default to the quarterback, but you know, he has two off games and, or even has a good game and they don't win despite him having a good game. Then I think Russell Wilson is just, uh, this is one a and one B for me. It's so tough. I, I, I don't think it's going to be either one of them. Who do you think it's going to be this guy? If this guy continues to play the way that he's played, Dalvin Cook will be the MVP of the National Football League. Right now, he's nine yards away from 1,000 yards. Uh, He, by far, is the Minnesota Vikings. That's him. Literally. Him in a nutshell. I mean, I could keep going on and on if you want me to. I I would love for you to keep going on and on because he's got four fewer touchdowns than Christian McCaffrey, who's played one last game. Look at the look at the touches. Regular season right now, he has 203 touches, 991 yards, averaging five yards a carry, 
with 10 touchdowns. Right now, he is the leading rusher in the National Football League. But you know what's going to get him the MVP over Christian McCaffrey? Wins and losses. Hey, you know what the difference is? Wins and losses. Christian McCaffrey has two fewer rushing yards in a single less game, 18 fewer carries, has more touchdowns, in less games, has touchdowns in every game except for the Tampa Bay one. And how, what's his win-loss record? What's his win-loss record? It's, what was it, one game difference right now? What's no, it's eight and two. No, they're five and four. What's uh, what's what's Minnesota? Seven and three. Eight and two. Seven and three. Get out of here. It's one game difference. Okay. <laughs> Seven and three. I'm telling you without Dalvin well, Cook. One and a half the Minnesota Vikings wouldn't be where they are right now. And I tell you, without Whenever Christian McCaffrey, the- your Panthers have one win. I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I, I just, it's hard for me to say that, man. I was watching Dalvin Cook, bro, run up and down the field, and I was blown away. Hey, I and love. This is just me being honest. I love Dalvin because Cook. Because he was going against a team, he was going against a team that he wasn't supposed to do that against. Which was in the Dallas Cowboys. You did you see him? Yeah, I saw you, him. I, I don't know if you saw him or not. No, I saw him. I saw did that you, whole game. You, you Dallas Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys defense isn't that great this year. You you were the first to talk about that. Whoa, 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 whoa! Can we rewind back? Can can somebody pull up old video of us talking? About the Dallas Cowboys and how I said that they was going to be terrible. I just said and that. You said that I just said you called a that Super Bowl winning defense. You said that, Jay. I said they were a Super Bowl caliber team. I did say that, and I just said you were right on the fact that they weren't as good as advertised. Oh, uh, okay. I was taking right. your argument thank, and putting it right you, back Jay. on you. Yeah, that's thank you, Jay. <laughs> thank you. I hope you feel better about that. I do. I also would feel um, better if you realize that Christian McCaffrey is better. I, he at at this point in time, I'm looking at running backs. What he's doing right now, I I can't deny that he he's really doing a really good job. But if I want to okay, here Dalvin Cook's doing, you you have to, this is this is why I say that. This is why I say this, and people can get a better understanding of why I say Davin Cook is the MVP of the midseason. Davin Cook came off an ACL injury. The last person to come off an ACL injury. And do what he's doing right now, won the MVP, and his name was Adrian Peterson. Yeah, and let's talk about the team. They're comparison. sitting at the same. They're sitting at the same numbers midseason as he was sitting at when he rushed for two thousand yards. If Dalvin Cook rushes for two thousand yards, and you tell me which one's better, Dalvin Cook rushing for two thousand yards or CMC going for a thousand yards rushing and a thousand yards receiving. Who are you That's not even in the conversation because Christian McCaffrey could spill into 11 yards to get it. He's almost got 1,000 rushing yards already. He's not going to go for 2,000. And neither is Dalvin Cook. 2,000 rushing yards, bro. There's only two running backs that's ever that I've seen do it. That was CJ, Chris Johnson, and Adrian Peterson. Here, then I've got one question for you. Who's averaging more rushing yards a game? Christian McCaffrey. So if you ooh, tell me who has know. a better I, shot, ooh, I can't give you that one. I can't. I can't. Tell, I can give you. I, there is no. There's no discussion, D'Angelo. It's ninety nine point one versus one hundred and nine point nine. He's averaging ten more yards a game, <laughs> rushing. I, I'm telling you, man. I'm sold on Dalvin Cook, man. Hey, you can be I sold so, all day. I, the way he was running through tackles and running through like. He was <laughs> I also have a 1998 Jetta. I want to sell you as a Lamborghini. Nah, uh, uh-uh. uh. <laughs> 
Hey, but you you know what? You can sell bad cooking if you keep it consistent. And Dalvin Cook has been consistent. And so is Christian McCaffrey. So disrespectful. He has. Talk he has. I, I, I'm not saying what Christian McCaffrey is doing should be undermined or not looked at or not in the discussion. He should be in the discussion for MVP. But if you're going to talk about running backs, if you're going to talk about running backs, Dalvin Cook, what he's doing, and obviously you can't help who you work with, but everybody in the stadium, everybody watching TV, know for a fact that that offense runs through Dalvin Cook. Not Dalvin Cook as a receiver, Dalvin Cook as a runner. Where do you that think the tough. offense runs for the Panthers? Oh, they run through Christian McCaffrey, but <laughs> Christian McCaffrey as a receiver takes a lot of weight off of that And that's what makes blitzer. him so much better so, because he's doing what Dalvin Cook is doing and then also the receiving. Thank you. You just made my argument. Mm, mm. We'll, we'll see. This <laughs> midseason, I, I love your argument. I love your argument. But I'm just talking about from a pure, true running back, seeing eight in the box every play like Adrian Peterson used to see, uh, time in and time out. Like, you know, that stop the run, you put eight or nine guys in the box. You load the box, right? Okay. Do you They're know who loading has, the box, the way, and he's still running for all those yards. Do you know who has the best performance against running against eight-man boxes? No, who? I'm sure you're going to tell me CMC. No, it's not either one of them. It's actually Aaron Jones, by the way. He's got the most touchdowns actually seeing eight people in the box. So there you go, just to throw that out there. Really? I just knew that because somebody talked about it the other day. <laughs> Can I ask you something else <laughs> since we're talking about running backs? Yeah. Let's talk yes. about specifically – I want to I want to switch to another one. And this is the Giants, who are on a buy right now, reportedly. So this ties into something you and I talked about before. You said Saquon Barkley yes. wasn't going to come back when the timeline he was saying with those two weeks, and he didn't. We, we both talked about it. I said, you know, I would eat crow if that actually happened. It didn't happen because it wasn't going to happen. You said that a million times. You don't come back that quickly from a high ankle sprain. Comes out with a poor game last week. The reports are now that he was banged up in that game. They haven't told us if it's an aggravation of the ankle sprain. If it's something else, we don't know. They're on a buy. They're obviously not going to tell us, D'Angelo. If you're the Giants, now you are not D'Angelo Williams, the former running back. You're D'Angelo Williams, head coach, front office of the New York Giants, looking at a two-win season. Do you tell Saquon Barkley, you're our future. You need to chill out. We're probably going to shut you down the rest of the way. Or do you say... We're still going to play you because you're our best player. I'm putting him on IR. I'm putting I him on too. IR, and me putting him on IR protects him from himself. Uh, that's how I rest him. I put him on IR. We're not going anywhere. You go rest up. You get ready for next season. Uh, you can still come in here. You can still, you know, do your workouts and all of that and such. But if you're coined our best player, and we got to build around you, knowing that we're not going anywhere this year. There's no point in me stressing the fact that, okay, I'm going to put my best player out here. I'm not going to just send him out here to entertain fans and get him beat up. And then next year, he we, we could potentially lose him to a, a gruesome injury or some rehab in the offseason that will cost him time going into training camp. You don't have to, you can bypass all that by simply putting him on IR, protecting him from himself. I understand you want to play, but that's not the direction that we want to go in. We got enough Eli Mannings here. We don't want to create another one. <laughs> So what would you do you as him? The, the, would you push go, back if you're Barkley? Oh, 100 percent. I mean, you're a gladiator. That's what you're going to do. But me pushing back doesn't matter because at the end of the day, the head coach and the GM has the final say so. So we say, hey, we're putting you on IR. 
whether you like it or not, your decision, you could be unhappy or not and say, hey, you know, that's bull crap, you know, blah, 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 blah. But I don't care because at this point in time, if, if it's about the organization and he is the organization, then you put him on ice and you make sure that when you take him off ice that he's ready to go and he's ready to play because you rested him for what, six, five, six games. Uh, you're not going anywhere. Daniel Jones is not who they thought he was or <laughs> they, they is was. who he thought he was. He just needs <laughs> some more time to develop. I mean, he's better than Sam Darnold at the time. Uh, although Sam Darnold and the Jets won that game, which was really interesting because, <laughs> I mean, looking at that game, I was like, ooh, the battle for New York, huh? <laughs> you mean New Jersey? <laughs> Talk about two dumpster fires. <laughs> yeah, which one got put out first. All right, so let me ask right, you about – Right, that's what I'm saying. So <laughs> and, 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 and they have running backs, both teams. Both New York teams has running backs. The conversation comes up like who has the better quarterback. And the better quarterback right now is unfortunately Sam Darnold because he came away with the win. We saw that. They play, what, one time every eight years or something like that, or is it every 12 Four. years or something like that? I don't know however the the, the rotation goes. But, yeah, I, 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 I don't understand how – Daniel Jones uh, actually had Obviously, a I game. know Eli sitting down and Daniel Jones coming in, but how does Sam Darnold still have that job? Because you can't. At the same as why Mitchell Trubisky still has his job is when you draft somebody that high, you got to make sure you possibly turn over every leaf to make it work and and still keep trying if it doesn't work. So speaking of that, I'm glad we're, we talk about quarterbacks to stay in this division. So Dwayne Haskins has been named the Redskins starter for the rest of the season. We've talked about this before. That. Yeah, so I that, I wasn't expecting that sigh there. I'm kind of interested to see where you take this now because maybe you don't want to maybe you want to take this a different way. My initial question for you is going to be what's the you've brought this up before but maybe people didn't hear that episode is what's it like playing with a quarterback to make his first start but also to be named a starter mid-season like this and then two is this the right decision for them? Injury or not, because he doesn't look ready, which is not a surprise given he basically started one year in college. It's see that that and that that's another thing. I don't I don't it's hard for me to gauge quarterbacks, bro, uh, from this standpoint. I don't know how much of it is is he's not ready versus he doesn't have the skill and capabilities to do the job. So when I say like a quarterback is terrible, I'm not saying that he's terrible because he just can't play. Uh, that's including Daniel Jones and Sam Darnold. I, if they're not ready and they're playing, I'm just assuming from looking at them that they're ready because why else would coaches put a player out there? He wouldn't put a player that wasn't ready out there. Right. I, that's just, I mean, I just feel like that's common knowledge. So, well, what if it's, you know, to get the experience practice. Right. Well, I mean, it's in the NFL, you don't get ex you get the experience in preseason and in training camp. You don't get the preseason. You don't get you don't get to get the experience in regular season games because that's when people they make their livelihood that way. Like a, a wide receiver that's world renowned. You could put Randy Moss in the Redskins offense at his prime with Haskins as a quarterback and Randy Moss would not be Randy Moss because it all comes down to who getting him the damn ball. So with that being said, I don't know how much of this is Haskins being ready versus Haskins just not having the skill and the will to get it done. Granted, he only played one year in college, but this is the big boys. When if Haskins steps up and he doesn't play well and 
shit rolls downhill, there's a lot of guys that's not Dwayne Haskins that's going to lose their job. Hmm. So it's it, you got to figure out like, hey, you know, because if I'm a player and I know that Haskins is not ready and I'm one of those wide receivers and I'm one of those that's like somewhat balling and somewhat on the the line of potentially getting cut at the end of this season because that's what a lot of coaches do. If the coaches get cleaned out at the end of the year, you can bet your bottom dollar that a lot of players are going with them. So what you want to do is you want to fight for your coaching staff. And once you fight for that coaching staff and you keep them there, you want to make sure that you have enough on film that they just like, oh, yeah, you know, it was never him. It was just the quarterback not getting him the ball. And with that being said, when Haskins does get you the ball, you got to make every catch that he throws to that he throw to you. Everybody around him has to elevate their game. This got to be a perfect case of what happened to Teddy Bridgewater in New Orleans. Everybody elevated their game. No matter how bad Teddy Bridgewater played, he still looked good because they kept winning. So then couldn't you make that counter-argument? Couldn't you say Dwayne Haskins is in a lose-lose situation because of the piss-poor offensive line? 100%. When he went there, I knew he was in a lose-lose situation. Okay. Horrible, horrible situation. He went to a horrible situation. Sam Darnold went to a horrible situation. And out of all of them, the worst situation you can possibly be in, this is my opinion, big market, uh, NFC East, uh, is the Giants. <laughs> is the Giants. Because when you upseat Eli Manning in the past, this is history, when Eli Manning has gone to the bench, coaches have gone home. Right. But it's different now. So, right. So now that Daniel Jones is there, like, who's going home now? Like, who who's going to get fired at the end of the season? Somebody has to go. It would probably be Somebody has the to go. Is that. it the OC? <laughs> is it the head coach? You mark my words. At the end of this season, there's going to be a turnover in New York, and it's not going to happen from the player's point of view. It's going to happen from the coaching staff. If you hear my voice here, that means we've reached the end of our ride. But there's good news. You can listen to more of the show and get 40% off by subscribing to The Athletic at theathletic.com slash to be honest. That's theathletic.com slash to be honest. You'll be able to hear the full show in D'Angelo's most honest takes of the episode. Okay, now you know. Tune in next week and we'll talk soon.